first of all, just welcome to another edition of Worship in the Word. Hey. All right, let's give the Most High God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you, Father God. We magnify you, Father God. We give you glory, honor, and praise because you're so worthy. You're so worthy, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah, Father God. We thank you. Um, always grateful and, and for the opportunity to just bask in his presence and in the word of God. Um, it is our it is our meat. Um, Christ said in Matthew uh, chapter five, he said, blessed are they that thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So today I declare a decree over everybody under the sound of my voice that as long as you thirst for righteousness, the promise and the result and the reward is that you shall be filled. Amen. Right. Because righteousness is the ticket into the kingdom. This world that we live in, Christ says, although we are in this world, we're not of it. So that means that we got somewhere to go. Amen. That means there's another place that he's Amen. prepared for us Amen. to dwell with him for eternity. And it excites me because every day you can see in this world more and more that it's becoming more wicked. It's becoming yes. more perverse. And our children, our families yes. are being perverted. Yes. by an agenda that is being brought forth to keep us mm -hmm. from our inheritance, mm -hmm. right? Yes, Just like the Most High has an adversary, so do we. What, what happens in the spirit always manifests in the flesh. Amen. So as the children of the Most High, right, it's no surprise that the children of the enemy, that the children of Satan would try to come against us, Amen. right? It will be no need to come against us if there was no inheritance that we that was due us. Yeah. Right. So we're not going to allow the enemy to steal our crown. So the objective every time that we open up this word is that we must seek to constantly establish our reputation um, as children of the most high God and also develop and cultivate our relationship so that it'll become a lifestyle of righteousness. Amen. Everybody Amen. say lifestyle. Lifestyle. This has to become a lifestyle of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And within that lifestyle of righteousness, we grow our relationship with God. Everybody say relationship. Relationship. So relationship is defined as the state of being connected by blood or marriage. Right. Mm -hmm. So we know that Christ, as our Lord and Savior, he shed his blood to restore us right. back to the father and put us in the place of righteousness. So at that point, we can begin to maintain the relationship that he's given us through his blood. So we're connected with the heavenly father through the blood that was shed on the cross. Amen. Right. And then it brings us into marriage mm -hmm. with our heavenly father. All right. So let's get um, a scripture based on relationship. A relationship has everything to do with an agreement and a covenant between two or more people. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 31. This is the new covenant that the Most High God promised to the children of Israel. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jeremiah. Amen. And uh, we always read 31 through 33. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, mm -hmm. not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, mm -hmm. which my covenant they break, although I was an husbandman unto them. Keyword, husbandman unto them, 
saith the Lord. So when we look at this relationship, it says defined as a state of being connected by blood, which we know that Christ connected us to the father through his death, burial and resurrection. And then or marriage mm -hmm. right here in verse 32, the most high God said, I was a husbandman unto them. Mm -hmm. Right. So there is your symbol of marriage right there. Mm -hmm. Verse 33. Read. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Uh huh. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts. I will put my law in their inward parts. And write it in their hearts. And write it in their hearts. And will be their God, and they shall be my people. So this right here was a covenant that was reestablished under the new covenant, who is Christ, mm -hmm. right? Who ushered in grace. Mm -hmm. Ushering in grace meaning giving us a period of time mm -hmm. in which we, we were able to get right. Right. with the most high God, because we know that Christ is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Mm -hmm. Whereas the, the children under the old covenant, they didn't have that grace. Right. They didn't have that time. If they were caught in sin, because God said, I will put my law on your inward parts. Mm -hmm. See, the law was being done outwardly back then. Mm -hmm. And when the law was done outwardly, if you were found to transgress against the law, there was an immediate punishment for but the most high God knew that we would be living in a world and in a time where we would be born into sin and shaken into iniquity, meaning that God, that the people in the world who are in power, they would establish a foundation based on sin and lawlessness. Right. So the most high God says that this time, instead of trying to establish my law on the outside where it can be corrupted, now I'm going to take that very same law and I'm going to put it on your inward parts. By my spirit, now you will walk after my law and not after the letter. So that now means that when we're living in a wicked world, we can no longer be contaminated by the world as long as we have God's laws and his promise on the inside. Because it's his laws on the inside that help us to make uh, uh, sense of what we see going on on the outside. Amen. So he says, I will put my law within them. And on their hearts, I will write it and I will be their God and they will be my people. So the, the things that I want us to uh, remember today as we go through this lesson is since the time we accepted Christ as our savior. Now he has given us the power to be the sons and daughters of God and be married to the most high God. And the way that we show our marriage or our relationship to God is by way of his covenant, which has everything to do with the law, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Has everything to do with the law, meaning that his, his written word, mm -hmm. that we are to read this word. And as we read this word, we now find out how to cultivate this love relationship with the most high God. Right. Because at the end of the day, he is going to base where we spend eternity off of the opportunity or the grace or the period of time that he gave us mm -hmm. to show how much we love him and how much we want to spend eternity with him. Mm -hmm. For the scriptures tell us man is to die once then the judgment. So this here is our audition. While we have this life, this is our audition for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Marriage is eternal. Yes. Marriage is eternal. It is going to last forever. Mm -hmm. And so now is our grace period or our time that we have to embrace this covenant that God made with us and made with our people and then to walk it out and show the world who our God is, right? Because Christ said that he was going to present 
the church to his father. So in this presentation, Christ wants his 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 bride to look wonderful. He wants her to look beautiful. He wants her to be presentable. He wants to be able to boast and brag on his bride because it's the ultimate bride. This is it. And I'm excited about that because clearly Jeremiah 31 says that we as the children of Israel are his bride. Mm -hmm. And through the new covenant that Christ made by shedding his blood, that's how committed Mm -hmm. God was to this marriage is that he would give his son, that he would send the ultimate sacrifice so that there are no questions about Mm -hmm. his loyalty and his commitment to you Mm -hmm. in this marriage. Mm -hmm. But a marriage goes both ways. The same way that he showed his commitment to us, he desires Mm -hmm. for us to show our commitment Mm -hmm. unto him. So how do we show our commitment unto him? Let's go to Psalms chapter one. David and and the most high God through Christ had an awesome, awesome relationship. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't perfect. But in their experience with one another, the relationship was perfected. Psalms one, read. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, Uh nor standeth in the way of sinners, Mm -hmm. nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Day and night. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That is a promise from God that as long as you understand your obligation to the relationship, Mm -hmm. which is to meditate on his word day and night. Mm -hmm. If you're meditating on something, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of your mentality. It shapes your behavior. It even dictates itself through your actions. Mm -hmm. Christ tells us that faith without works is dead. So there's no way that I can say to my wife, I love you, mm-hmm. but then not carry out those actions of what love is. Mm-hmm. I can tell her I love her all I want, but if my actions or the faith in what I said don't carry, I don't carry it out in my actions, then those words mean nothing. Right. And we want our relationship with God to mean something mm-hmm. because our eternity depends on it. Mm-hmm. So David said, I meditate on your law day and night. Not only do I meditate on your, your law day and night, but it blesses me because now I have the knowledge and the wisdom not to let the enemy in to destroy my marriage. Because mm-hmm. right. he says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, mm-hmm. nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But the, the delight is in the law of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So once you have information on how you are to conduct your relationship with God, and you know that that pleases him, it makes it that much more apparent when ungodliness is in your midst. Yes, that's right. And you're able to reject the ungodliness, Mm -hmm. no matter what it looks like, no matter what man has told you, no matter what religion has taught you, Mm -hmm. no matter what agendas have come against this marriage Mm -hmm. that God ordained. Mm -hmm. You have the information, you have the the covenant, you have the promise, you have the blood Mm -hmm. of Christ that seals this relationship so that when the devourer comes in to steal, Mm -hmm. he has no chance at all. No chance at all. Christ said that a house divided against itself can't can't stand. So when God is in your house, when God is in your temple, Mm -hmm. when God is in the midst Mm -hmm. of everything that it is you're doing, Mm -hmm. 
it's going to stand. Amen. Because Amen. David said, we'll be planted yeah. like a tree by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season. My leaf shall not wither. Mm. Your leaf not withering has everything to do with your eternal relationship with God. Yeah. For your leaf to wither, then there's something that needs to be examined mm -hmm. as it pertains to your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You need to meditate on that law. You need to go into his word and find out what is causing you mm -hmm. not to prosper. What is causing your leaf to wither? Right. Amen. Right. Amen. I don't want my leaf to wither. I want everything that I that I have to do that God has ordained me to do. I need it to prosper mm -hmm. because he made a covenant. He made a promise. Yes. He held up his end of the bargain yes. by sending us the ultimate sacrifice, mm -hmm. who was our Lord and Savior, Yeshua Christ. Mm -hmm. So how dare I take it upon myself mm -hmm. to walk in my own righteousness, mm -hmm. to even walk in my own righteousness. Now I'm following the counsel of the ungodly mm -hmm. because there is no righteousness among them. Mm -hmm. God says in his word that there's a way that seems right unto man, mm -hmm. but the end thereof is destruction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's something that God put on the inside of us that causes us to want to thirst and seek after him. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not thirsty for righteousness, if you're not thirsty to find out what God expects of you, if you're not thirsty yeah. to please your God, yeah. then you need to check yeah. your relationship. Yeah. You need to check your counsel. Yeah. You need to see that there is a devourer in the midst. Uh -huh. And seek to detach yourself yeah. from your devourer, from your enemy. Yeah. Because we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. Yeah. But your enemy will always come with a little bit of truth. Yeah. Will always come with a little bit of good. Mm -hmm. Because if you see it coming as it really is, mm -hmm. then it's extremely obvious. Yeah. Just like they have stuff subliminally in movies and in mm -hmm. commercials and all of these things. Mm -hmm. But when you're planted in God's law, when you know what he expects from you mm -hmm. and you're in this love relationship with him, as soon as you see these advertisements, you already know this is not of God. Right. This is the counsel of the ungodly. Right. Right. This is how he directs our path. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It says that he is a lamp unto our feet. And a light unto our path. Mm -hmm. The light is the word of God. Mm -hmm. Because it helps us to see the difference mm -hmm. between unrighteousness and righteousness. Mm -hmm. It helps us to see the difference between the most high God and those who have propped themselves up to be gods. Mm -hmm. It helps us see the difference mm -hmm. between that which is real and that which is a deception. Mm -hmm. It helps us to see the difference between mm -hmm. our friends and our enemies. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Amen. So the Most High God sealed this through his new covenant, mm -hmm. which connects us in relationship by blood mm -hmm. and by marriage. Mm -hmm. And it helps us to walk in the spirit of God's law. Mm -hmm. This is why Christ wanted to put it on the inside. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Amen. So now what we want to do is we want to set ourselves up um, to to uh, to receive instruction from God. And when Christ spoke to the people, he always spoke to them uh, by way of parable, right? Because not everybody could necessarily understand or be able to receive what Christ had to say. Because his message was pretty straightforward and to the point. He didn't really beat around the bush and try to sugarcoat the word. You know, he told us, this is what you need to do. 
even John the Baptist, when he came before him, he said that repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his whole message. Repent. Apologize. Turn. Be, be converted mm -hmm. so that the promises that God made to Abraham, you can receive them. Because God wishes that nobody amongst the children of Israel perish. He said, but Christ came that you may have life and that life more abundantly. Amen. Amen. So Christ is going to speak to the multitudes. He's going to speak to the people in Matthew 22. So let's take a moment and let's go to Matthew 22, please. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 22. Same thing. Same Matthew, same people. It's all the same thing. Again, relationship is defined as the state of being connected by blood or marriage. So here uh, we're going to read about the wedding feast. And we're going to expound upon the wedding feast. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 22, verse 1. And please read loudly, please. Right. <clears throat> and Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding. And they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden. Behold, I prepare my dinner. My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come into the marriage. But they made a light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his ser servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. Mm -hmm. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they were, I'm sorry, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, mm -hmm. both bad and good. Both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. Mm -hmm. And when the king came to see the guests, he saw there was, oh, I'm sorry. He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. Mm -hmm. And he saith unto them, Friends, how camest thou, thou in hither not have a wedding garment? Mm -hmm. And he was speechless. He was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into the outer darkness. There shall be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. So here, this was the parable of Christ uh, as the king inviting the people into a wedding feast. Again, relationship is defined as the state of being connected by blood and marriage. Amen. Amen. So here we're going to go. We're going to break this down. We're going to break this parable down and see uh, how this relates to relationship and how we should function in this marriage with Christ. This is a preparation for the kingdom. Amen. Uh, start at verse one again. Matthew chapter 22, verse one. Verse one. Okay. And Jesus answered and spake unto them by parables and said, the kingdom of heaven 
is like unto a certain king. So the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king. To speak into a parable means to give a story or an illustration about something uh, using similitudes. All right. Or in examples so that you can really understand what it is uh, that that is being said. Verse two. Which the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the king to the wedding. Okay, so let's let's think about that. Jeremiah uh, 31, the most high God said that he made a covenant with the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. So clearly here, Christ is speaking about himself bringing forth the new covenant, right? In the earth, it says that uh, God said that I was a husbandman, mm -hmm. right? And then here, Christ is saying that this is the actual ceremony. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. Mm -hmm. All right. So basically, God or, and Christ together work together as our husband, right? And then the children of Israel and the house of Judah are the children or the son of God or the bride, right? So now this is the wedding feast. Verse 3. And they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which were bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen, I'm sorry, what? My oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. Okay, so verse 3. It says, And sent his servants uh, to summon those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they refused to come. Mm -hmm. So these are the people that rejected Christ. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that clear? Yeah. All right. Christ died. He, get, he brought us into back into uh, to right relationship with God through his blood. Mm -hmm. But there are some that didn't appreciate the sacrifice. There were some that rejected him. Mm -hmm. But then remember, there was a scripture in, in which Christ said to them, that did receive him gave he power mm -hmm. to become the sons of God. Right. These are the people who were empowered in this marriage. Right. right? So verse four, it says, and he sent other servants saying, tell those who were invited, behold, I have prepared my banquet, my bullocks and my calves and killed everything. And it is prepared. So this right here was talking about the sacrifice. Christ would be the sacrifice mm -hmm. because under the old covenant, in order to come back into right relationship with God or to repent for their sins, they had to sacrifice oxen. They had to sacrifice bulls and goats. But right here, this is the representation that no longer will the sacrifice be about an animal, but it will be about the son of God. Mm -hmm. It will be about Christ himself. So it says the, the uh, everything is prepared. This means that Christ was prepared to die mm -hmm. for the sins and bring people back into right relationship. So now he says, come to the wedding feast. Verse 5, read. But they made light of it. They made light of it. Mm -hmm. And went their ways. And went their way. One to his farm, mm -hmm. another to his merchandise. So people were more entangled with the things of this world mm -hmm. than they were entangled with the relationship with God. Right. Remember, Christ said, be not entangled with this world. Right. He says, don't even worry about what you'll eat and what you'll drink. For the Gentiles follow and thirst after these things. Right. But he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these things shall be added right. unto you. Right. So clearly here, these were people that found their salvation and found their happiness in the things that they had of this world. Mm -hmm. Instead of the things that will be eternal, which is your relationship with God. Right. So their focus was out of place. They didn't put their trust mm -hmm. in the sacrifice. They right. didn't put their trust 
in the covenant that God had already established with them. Yeah. Verse 6, read. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully mm -hmm. and slew them. So it says, while the other seed, while the other servants, uh, while, while others seized his servants and treated them shamefully and put them to death. So everybody that will believe on Christ or everybody that would follow Christ will be put into a position to be persecuted right. for righteousness sake. Mm. Verse 7. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, uh -huh. and he sent forth his army and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. So as the leader or as the husbandman, Christ is saying to those that offended my people, to those that persecuted my people, to those who tried to keep them from coming into the wedding feast and come into right relationship with me, the result was death mm -hmm. and separation. Right. Now you are a murderer. See, when we don't give people the right information concerning a relationship with God or we try to deter people's relationship with God, that's equivalent to murder in the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Verse 8. Then saith he to his servants, the wedding is ready. But they which were bidden were not worthy. They which were bidden were not worthy. Read. Go ye therefore into the highways, uh -huh. and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. Mm -hmm. So those servants went out into the highways, mm -hmm. and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. Okay, so what does that mean? He saw a man who had not on a wedding garment. Uh, let's get the definition of garment. We can find that in Revelation chapter 19. Do you have Revelation chapter 19? Yeah. Yep. What verse? Six. And we're going to read through verse eight. Again, uh, it says. We're talking, we're trying to find out what these garments mean. Yeah. Aaliyah, go back to the other one so we can get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, mm -hmm. and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunder, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife had made herself ready. For the marriage of the Lord. Say that again. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. The marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife had made herself ready. Okay, read one more verse. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Okay, so the garments mm -hmm. has everything to do with righteousness. Mm, that's good. When you showed up to the wedding, were you committed to righteousness? Wow. That's amazing. Let's get that again. Read that last verse that I left you with um, in Matthew 22, talking about the garment. Christ asked the question about the garment. And when the king came in to see the guests. So when Christ came in mm -hmm. to see his bride, who are us, the children of God, what did he say? He saw there a man which had not had on a wedding garment. He saw a man that had not on the wedding garment. Mm. Read. And he saith unto them, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? So how did you come to the marriage not prepared mm. to walk in righteousness? Mm. He was speechless. 
and he was speechless. Mm, 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 mm. So one thing that we have to understand is when we stand before Christ in the day of judgment, mm -hmm. we are going to be speechless. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to say anything because we had the grace and the time period to find out how we are to walk in this covenant with God what he deems to be righteous or unrighteous, mm -hmm. put ourselves in position and commit ourselves to righteousness. Mm -hmm. Read that last verse again concerning the linen. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. Remember, Christ is presenting us without spot or wrinkle. So what does it look like in the eyes of God? Clean and white. Clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Mm. So Christ said, where is your righteousness? Mm. Mm. How are you showing up for it? Because remember, marriage is an eternal covenant. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Even in, in, in your vows between a man and a woman, when they get married, it says till death do us part. So that means that as long as we live. Mm. We are committed to right. one another right. till death do us part. Wow. So Christ is saying you're coming to spend eternity with me mm -hmm. and you haven't prepared yourself mm -hmm. to walk in righteousness. You have not rehearsed the righteous acts. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've called you the righteousness of God because you did receive me. Mm -hmm. But now you have to maintain the righteousness. Yes. Just like I have to maintain my marriage. Mm -hmm. Just like I have to maintain my relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't be lackadaisical in your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And that has been the misconception in the church today. Mm -hmm. That you can be lackadaisical in your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And that God just accepts you however you are. Right. But clearly Christ says, where is your righteousness? Right. Right. I've proven it to you. I died. I shed my blood. Uh -huh. Earlier in the verse, it talks about the calves was prepared. Everything has been killed. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for the wedding. Mm -hmm. yeah. Christ said that I've committed myself. I've died for your sins. Mm -hmm. So how dare you now continue to walk in sin? Mm -hmm. Where's your righteousness? Mm -hmm. You have an obligation in this marriage. Mm -hmm. First John chapter three. Verse seven. Where's your righteousness? Who wants to show up at a wedding ready to get married? And then your bride doesn't show up ready. That's a bad situation. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. First John three and seven says what again? Little children, little children, my bride, let, those who have been bidded to the wedding feast, do what? Let no man deceive. Let you. no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness, he that doeth righteousness, he that follows the commandments, mm -hmm. he that keeps the word of God, mm -hmm. he that meditates on the law day and night so that he'll be planted like a tree by rivers of water to him that do, that are, are not in the counsel of the ungodly, mm -hmm. nor in the way of sinners. Those of you who I'm speaking to, mm -hmm. to you that do righteousness, what is righteous, is righteous, even as he is right, even as Christ is righteous. So he showed up to the wedding ready. Mm. Mm -hmm. So he's saying that if I showed up to, to the wedding ready, right. how dare you show up to the wedding 
not ready. Mm -hmm. You don't understand the covenant. You don't understand what was put on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. You've allowed the enemy to creep in unawares Mm -hmm. and steal from you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Keep reading. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Mm -hmm. So what do we do in this relationship with God together? We destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And how can you even recognize the works of the devil if you don't understand God's word, Mm -hmm. if you don't meditate on his law, if Mm -hmm. you don't commit yourself to this love relationship? Mm -hmm. If there is no love, there is no commitment. Mm -hmm. If there is no commitment, then you're lax. You're asleep. So Christ says, where is your righteousness? Mm -hmm. This man showed up to the wedding lackadaisical. Mm -hmm. He didn't understand the importance of the covenant. Mm -hmm. He didn't understand his role. That he had to play as the bride. Amen. What verse did we leave off? It says uh, verse 12, right? Yeah. Verse 12 in Matthew 22. Mm-hmm. So he was speechless. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you don't show up ready? There's a consequence. Yeah. What is that consequence? We should be able to find it in Matthew chapter 22, verse 13. Then said to the servant. Then said Christ. Right, to the servant. Uh huh. Bind him hand and foot. Bind him hand and foot. And take him away. And cast him into outer darkness. This is where Christ says, depart from me. Mm-hmm. I never knew mm-hmm. you, you workers of iniquity. Mm-hmm. You were not workers of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So what makes us think in this modern day world, what, pe- what makes modern day Christians think that all you have to do is just believe Christ and that's it. Right. And you can just walk how you walk, talk how you talk. You can remain in your sin. You have no obligation to find out what the law says. Mm, 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 mm. The only reason why you'll be invited to the wedding feast is to either remain or be turned down. Mm. This is the judgment. This is why I said in this parable that both good and bad were invited to the feast. But how do you know whether you're going to enter into this this covenant with God? For eternity until Christ lets you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's going to either ask you, where is your garment? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your garment, you will be cast out mm-hmm. into utter darkness, which means eternal separation from God. Yeah. So if we know that to be righteous is to do righteousness. Let's see. Let's see if Christ backs that up. Mm-hmm. Matthew 19 and 17. Whoever has it first, go read it. Uh, Verse 17. And he said unto them, Why callest thou me good? Uh There is none good but one that is, God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto them, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as love thyself. The young man saith unto them, unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto them, If thou wilt be so perfect, go and sell that thou hast 
and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, mm -hmm. and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. That a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, when we were reading earlier in the parable concerning the wedding feast, mm -hmm. it said that once people received the opportunity to walk with Christ, mm -hmm. it says they went back to their farm and they went back to their business. Yeah. Right. So right. the rich man was in the same position as them. Mm -hmm. He had to choose between the things of this world mm -hmm. or a relationship with Christ. Right. Right. And he chose the things of this world. Mm -hmm. So when you choose the, the, the things of this world, Christ is saying, where is your righteousness? Right. Where is your garment? How are you prepared to walk with me for eternity if you can't let the things of this world go? Mm. Yeah. And these are the things that have affected our people the greatest. Yeah. Is not understanding what our obligation is to God. Because once you understand what your obligation is, and you know that based on how you perform mm -hmm. right. in that obligation... It's going to determine whether you spend eternity with Christ or not. Right. 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 So choose the excuse me, this day whom you will serve. Mm -hmm. It says that you have to love one and hate the other. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to hold fast to the things of God and despise those things that are not of God. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, my message to, uh, to everybody today is that Christ said the ultimate commandment was to seek ye first, first the kingdom and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. And then everything else that you need, it will be added unto you. Right. The most important thing in this world is your relationship with God. Amen. And understanding what that relationship entails. Mm -hmm. What is my relationship? What is it all about? Christ died that I may be put back into a place that I can walk with God, that I can walk in all of the promises, that I can walk in everything that he's ordained for me. Mm -hmm. He established that. He reestablished that under the new covenant. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give it away. Yeah. I'm going to choose unrighteousness over the righteous things. It's the righteous things that is going to take you the farthest. Mm -hmm. It is the things of the spirit that is going to solidify you, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Amen. 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 So we have to make a decision wholeheartedly to understand our God. Mm -hmm. Last last uh, verse of scripture um, is going to be in Ecclesiastes. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. This is how we prepare ourselves for the wedding feast. If we understand this right here, then we're going to be successful. We're going to reign with Christ. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and it's going to be verse uh, <clears throat> 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is what Christ wants from us. This is what he died for. Mm -hmm. Fear God. Fear God. And keep his commandments. To them that do righteousness is righteousness. So he says, fear me, fear God, have respect and reverence for the covenant that I made with you and keep my commandments. Christ told the rich young ruler the same thing. If you will enter into life, keep the commandments. Mm -hmm. 
For this is the whole duty of man. For this is the whole reason why Christ died. For God shall bring every work into judgment. God is going to bring every work good in, into, into, into judgment. With every secret thing. With every secret thing. Whether it be good uh-huh. or whether it be evil. Whether it be good or evil. This is the example of the parable Christ gave. Yeah, they say go out into the highways and the byways and bid everybody to come in, mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then from there, we're going to decide. Yeah. Whether you're worthy. Mm-hmm. Christ says to them that endure until the end, mm-hmm. the same shall be saved. Amen. So from the time that you acknowledge with your mouth that I receive Christ as my savior, your work is not finished. Mm-hmm. Now it is our job to understand the covenant that God made with us, mm-hmm. how to operate within the covenant and how to do our part as the bride. Mm-hmm. So then when Christ says, where's your garment? We'll say, here it is, Lord. Mm-hmm. For the love of God, we know is that we keep his commandments and command his commandments and our grievance. Mm-hmm. It says that everything will be brought unto him. Yeah. Even last night when we did our study, mm-hmm. it says that all everything that we do in the eyes of God it, it, is as the sun is shining. at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sees everything. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that. Yeah. That brings a level of discipline that leaves yeah, a, yeah. a that, that that makes you want to thirst after the righteous things of God, because who wants to be cast right. into outer darkness? Right. The only way that 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 you would want to be cast into outer darkness is if you have made up in your mind that you want to follow Satan. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of the people that don't make it or won't make it into the kingdom, it's going to be through ignorance. Right. But ignorance is not an excuse. Mm hmm. For Hosea 4 and 6 tell us, God says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just because you lack knowledge, it doesn't mean that it's going to be an excuse. Mm -hmm. That Christ is going to be like, you know what? I know you didn't know what righteousness was. I know that you didn't seek after righteousness. I know that you just really didn't understand. So come on in. Mm -hmm. Because the thing that you got to be understand is he's not going to let unrighteousness into a righteous place. Mm -hmm. It says have no fellowship with darkness. So if the most high has given us the commandment not to have fellowship with darkness, why is he then going to break his own word Mm -hmm. and have fellowship with darkness? It doesn't work like that. You are not going to bring unright, be able to bring unrighteousness into the kingdom. So now through the grace of Christ is our time to practice and rehearse the righteous acts. Find out what David said. Meditate on the law day and night so that you'll be planted so that your place in the kingdom of heaven will not be taken. That's what it's all about. And so that's why, again, the objective that we came in here with is to establish and recultivate. We want to recultivate and establish our relationship with God through a lifestyle of righteousness. Through a lifestyle of righteousness. When it's a lifestyle, that means that you really are committed and that you want to do what it is that you're doing. Otherwise, it's just doing something just to be doing it. And when we do that now, we're operating in the letter because there's no commitment, there's no relationship, there's no love in that. But when you're committed and when something becomes a lifestyle, most of the time it's because whatever it is you're doing, good or bad, you love doing it. You get pleasure out of it. So today I want us to learn how to get pleasure in doing righteous things.
Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this word that we received today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that, that Christ as our husbandman, Father God, that he died for our sins, Father God, that he washed us clean, Father God, and that he brought us into a place to be able to cultivate and maintain that righteousness through meditating on your law day and night so that we can be planted in the kingdom so that at any time the wind blows or any time unrighteousness comes our way, Father God, we shall not be moved because we are committed to this covenant, to this love relationship. We know what you expect from us, Father God, and we have a desire and a thirst to carry it out simply because we love you. And with that being said, Father God, we just magnify you, we glorify you, and we just bless your holy name. It's in the name of Yeshua Christ that we pray out by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you. We magnify you, Father God. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Lord God, for giving us a spirit of worship, Lord God, that you gave to David, Lord God. And Father, we worship you, Lord God. We have learned that worshiping you in spirit and in truth is essential, Lord God. That we know the truth of your word 
And therefore, we can worship you in spirit and in truth. That you have taken your laws and you have written them on our inward parts. And Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for that worship, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your name. Hallelujah. We just recognize you right now. Hallelujah. I worship you. Almighty God, there is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. That is what I long to do. I give you praise for you are my righteousness. I worship you, Almighty God, but there is like you oh lord there is none like you no one else can touch our hearts like you do and i can search for all eternity lord and find there is none there is none there is none like you Father God. Glory, hallelujah. Glory is so good, Father. Hallelujah. Father God, we just come to you today, Father God, as humbly as we know how. Knowing, Father, that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes, you are. We magnify you because you're worthy. We glorify you because you're worthy. We adhere unto you and 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 put our focus on you, Father. Because Thank there is none like you. Thank you. It says no one else can do my heart like you do. In Proverbs, Thank it says that if we just trust in yes. you and lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge you, that you would direct our path. Hallelujah. Thank you, you are the most high God. Yes, you are. And there is none like you. So, Father, my prayer today on this Holy Sabbath day, Father, is that we will acknowledge you. Because there is none like you, Father. Hallelujah. Who better than to direct our path than the one who created the heavens and the earth, Father. Hallelujah. And who created man in his image, in your image, Father. You created us. 
Father God, that you said that we will be fruitful and that we will multiply and that we will subdue the earth, Father. And so unto you today, we give you glory, honor, and praise for what you so richly deserve it. In the name of Yeshua Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Psalms 118, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. So today, uh, we want to continue uh, to acknowledge God in all of our ways. Every single day that we have, it's an opportunity to acknowledge him in all of our ways because his mercy endures. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us needs his mercy. Every single one of us needs his grace. Every single one of us needs his love and his kindness to, to really envelop us and take us over. Because without him, without him, we can do nothing. That's why the word says, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Even Christ said that when they came to ask him questions and they called him good master, he said, why callest thou me good? There's none good but the father. There is none good but God. He's quoting Psalms 18. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, the most high God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, for he is good because his mercy endureth forever. Amen. So on this pathway to progress, we always want to be available uh, to give ourselves over to him. And over the last few weeks, um, really over the last month, we've really been talking about how we are to worship the most high God in spirit and in truth. And in addition to that, how we are to take ownership of it and not let what God puts together, not let man, not let the enemy put us under. We have to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And this is what Christ wanted us to know. He wanted us to know that we can walk in righteous relationship with him according to his word without fear. Mm -hmm. Having the freedom. Having the wherewithal to understand that the commandment was given unto us that we must worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. No man can see the kingdom. No man can see the father. No man can reign with Christ lest he keep the commandments. Amen? Amen. Christ said that if we want to live, if we want to enter in life, do what? Keep the commandments. Amen? So what I'd like to do is on this pathway to progress, we want to make sure that we continue, that we continue to be mindful of that very commandment. We must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's the only way that you can worship God is in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. So let's go uh, to Second Corinthians. Actually, make it Second Timothy. We'll get around to Second Corinthians, but let's make it Second Timothy. Because in order to worship him in spirit and in truth, we need to hear from him mm -hmm. so that we know what he wants. Our God is a very practical God. He's not the author of confusion. He is not going to put us in a position uh, to where we have no knowledge of him and what he expects from us. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy. Glory to God. 
chapter 3, verse 17. And before we actually read this verse, I just want to welcome everybody to Restoration Center Charlotte for another Worship in the Word. Uh, my name is Pastor Kenny, and on behalf of my awesome and amazing wife, Pastor Veranda, we just welcome you. Uh, we know that you're going to get fed from on high today uh, because we believe that it is the Word of God that uh, washes us and makes us, us clean and prepares us uh, to be received by our Lord and Savior, Yeshua Christ, for he is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So on this pathway to progress, uh, we have to make sure uh, that we're seeking the Most High God and his Word. Because the word of man doesn't matter. Even as I preach unto you, if I preach my own words to you, if I preach out of uh, the depths of my own heart, um, I will cause you to error. Uh, but Second Timothy, excuse me, Second Timothy three, um, as a good shepherd, uh, this is what I must do, and this is what I must uh, encourage you to do as well. We can find it in verse sixteen, um, as well as verse seventeen. Read. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Not Pastor Kenny, not your local pastors, not your TBN pastors, but all scripture, all encouragement is given by inspiration of the Most High God. Read. And is profitable for doctrine. So when it says that it's profitable, it means that in the eyes of God, this is what's going to help you get the kingdom. This is what is going to help you keep the commandment that Christ that Christ gave, if you are going to enter into life, keep the commandments. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Which means correction. For correction. Uh-huh. For instruction. For instruction. In righteousness. In righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly fit, furnished unto all good works. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 48. Keep your finger in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And let's go to Matthew 5 and 48. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48. Read. Be ye therefore perfect. What did Christ say? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So the Most High is letting us know that if we acknowledge him in all of our ways and lean not to our own understanding, if we have a heart and a desire to keep the commandments as Christ told us, then we can be perfect. Even in this evil and present world in which we live in, because we walk by the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Remember the commandment, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if we are laying hold to that commandment and we're making sure that we understand what that commandment really means, mm -hmm. then we can be perfect. Mm -hmm. We can walk perfect in the eyes of God. Let's go right back to Second Timothy. And I have to say this because, um, unfortunately, uh, there are many prophets or so-called prophets, pastors, and teachers who are telling us or making us feel comfortable in sin. Mm -hmm. And when I say making you feel comfortable in sin, saying things like, come as you are, mm -hmm. or saying things like, God loves the sinner but hates the sin, mm -hmm. or saying things like, nobody can keep the law, nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. What these things do, it, it actually counteracts, it, it actually counteracts or uh, disobeys the word of God. Yeah. That was a commandment given. Yeah. And in Matthew 5, 48, Christ said, be ye therefore perfect. Mm -hmm. 
even as your father in heaven is perfect. Yeah. This is a commandment. This is coming from the most high God through Christ. Mm -hmm. Be perfect. So now when we go back to second Timothy chapter three on this pathway to progress, what makes us perfect or what helps us to become perfect in the eyesight of God? Mm -hmm. It starts at verse 16. All scripture mm -hmm. is given by inspiration of who? God. The most high God. Yes. And it's profitable mm -hmm. for doctrine. Mm -hmm. God's doctrine is perfect. Amen. The doctrine of men is not perfect, mm -hmm. but God's doctrine is perfect mm -hmm. for reproof, mm -hmm. for correction, for instruction in righteousness. These are the things that help us achieve perfection in the eyes of the most high God. Amen. For Genesis told us in the beginning, he created us what? In his image. So is the image of God perfect? Mm -hmm. Yes, it absolutely yes. is. And in his likeness. Mm -hmm. So if we are to be like him, if we were given the commandment to be fruitful and to multiply, then we have the ability to do exactly everything that this word says. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And what God puts together, we cannot let a man put us under. Amen. 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 It says that the man of God may be what? Perfect. Perfect. And thoroughly furnished unto all what? Goodness. Good works. So it is the good works that is reflected right here in verse 16. The scripture. Mm -hmm. The good works have everything to do with the scripture. Mm -hmm. So in order for us to walk in perfection, in order for us to get to a level to where we are acceptable in the eyes of God, we have to be willing to be corrected. Mm -hmm. We have to will be willing to walk in the instructions of God in righteousness. Amen. Amen. So how do we do that? Let's get an example. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. And we'll start at verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Which is your reasonable service, read. And be not conformed to this world. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there's the word perfect again. Mm -hmm. Christ said, be ye perfect also as your father mm -hmm. is perfect. Yes. Right. Then Timothy goes on to say that all scripture is given by inspiration of the most high God mm -hmm. and that it will take us on a pathway to perfection as long as we are willing to be corrected mm -hmm. and receive and walk in the instruction that God gives us in righteousness. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. So it says here that you may prove mm -hmm. That good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. So if Christ is saying, be ye perfect, and Timothy is saying that we can walk in perfection, and then Paul backs it up and says that the way to perfection is that we not be conformed to this world. Exactly. And that's where I want to stop for a moment, because uh, Job 9 and 24 tells us that the earth was given mm -hmm. into the hand of the wicked. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to say in Ephesians 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. 
spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of darkness of what? This world. So in the last days as the children of God, in order for us to walk in perfection, we have to first make up our mind, renew our mind that we are not going to walk or be conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. This world is what has set us up Mm -hmm. to be rejected by Christ. For the scriptures tell us that we were born into sin and shaped in iniquity because once the earth was given into the hand of the wicked, Mm -hmm. right? We will be born into a society in which everything that they would teach us, it would teach us to transgress against God. It would teach us to conform to this world. Mm -hmm. Because the people who are ruling today are not walking in the instruction of Christ. They're not walking in righteousness. Mm -hmm. Just take a look around. Take a look at television. Take a look at the news. All of these things are gearing and and preparing us to transgress against our God. And so this is why that we need to understand that all scripture Mm -hmm. that includes the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. that includes the Hebrew scriptures and the Apocrypha, that includes the New Testament. Christ says, behold, I come in the volume of the book for it is written of me. Uh So if all scripture is given for or profitable for reproof and correction and righteousness, then we can't ignore any of it. And this is why it's very important to know the word of God. Mm -hmm. Because in order for us to walk into perfect and walk in perfection, in order for us to get better, we have to find out what is conforming to this world and what is actually walking in righteousness. Christ says that you can't serve two masters, that you have to love one and that you have to hate the other. So how can you make a decision on what you need to love and what you need to hate mm-hmm. in order to be pleasing to God mm-hmm. if you don't understand all scripture, yeah. if you're not willing to take all scripture into consideration? That's good. That's good. Amen. Amen. And so to be perfect, are we going to be perfect day one? No. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be perfect day two? No. Mm-hmm. But as we pursue godliness as we pursue righteousness as we get into this word and we take in all scripture knowing that it perfects us someday we will be able to walk in perfection amen amen now let's go to titus 2 titus 2 is right after second timothy titus chapter 2 In verse 11, and before we get started, um, let us first understand grace, all right? And it's going to be defined in Titus 2, because we need grace to walk this thing out. Mm -hmm. We need grace to get better, all right? But this is what's going to help us Mm -hmm. in Titus 2. Verse 11, read. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men. So the grace of God brings salvation. Mm -hmm. And it appears to all men, read. Teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So let's dissect that just a little bit, because here it says that grace teaches us that we are to deny ungodliness. Mm -hmm. And then in Romans, Paul says that the way that we present our bodies as living sacrifices is that we are to renew our minds. Mm -hmm to the word of God, because all scripture is, it comes from the inspiration of the most high God. Right. And then he goes on to say that we be not conformed to this world, mm-hmm. 
So Titus is reiterating this, that we have we have been given the grace. We have been given the time mm -hmm. to be made perfect according to the scriptures. Right. But we have to understand that grace teaches us that we are to deny what? Ungodliness and worldly lust. Yeah. But we look at this world and everything that we see in this world appeals <coughs> to worldly lust. It appeals to the lust of our flesh. Mm -hmm. And see, this is where we have to individually, as we've been given to commandment to present our bodies as living sacrifices, this is where we have to uh, individually take an assessment mm -hmm. of our own selves, yeah. right? Because uh, that's the only way that we're going to get the kingdom. Mm -hmm. My family can't get the kingdom based off of Pastor Kenny. Mm -hmm. My family can't get the, ki the kingdom based off of somebody else. Right. It has to be a personal thing with you in which you have renewed your mind to the word of God and you understand that all of his scripture is profitable yeah. in helping make you perfect. Mm -hmm. but, it, but where we have to start is knowing what God sees as ungodly mm -hmm. and what he sees as righteous. Yes. And it, everything is in his word. Yes. Everything. Yes, so we can search ourselves individually. For mm -hmm. some you know, uh, denying worldly lust may be denying alcohol. It may be denying drugs. Right. It may be denying uh, an ungodly man or an ungodly woman. Mm -hmm. Right. It may be denying something that uh, puts you in a mindset of ungodliness, like a lot of reality TV shows. Right. Right. We see a lot of our people mimicking what they see on television. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But as we look at what's being done in the world. Mm -hmm. And then we look at what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. It tells us to deny ungodliness. Yes. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. It teaches us to deny ungodliness. Verse 13 says, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearance of the great God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that we might be redeemed from what? All iniquity, all sin, everything that this world presents to you that we might be redeemed from it all mm -hmm. and to purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Mm -hmm. So let's see what these good works are. Let's go to first John chapter five. Mm -hmm. It's just a few books over. Hallelujah. First John chapter five. And we can start with verse one. Whosoever believeth that Christ is, sorry, whosoever believeth that Yeshua is the Christ is born of God. So when you believe that Christ is the only begotten son of the father mm -hmm. and that he was born of the most high God. And everyone that loveth him, that begot, loveth him also that is begotten of him. Yes, sir. Read. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. When we love God and keep his commandments. So when we, the way that we deny worldly lust mm -hmm. is that we have to do what? Keep the commandments. Right. The commandments are all written from Genesis mm -hmm. to Revelations. All right, read. For this is the love of God. For this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments and his, and his commandments are not grievous. It's saying that his commandments are not hard. Mm -hmm. When we dedicate ourselves unto the Most High God, when we acknowledge Him with all of our heart, 
and lean not to our own understanding, then the worldly lust no longer has a hold of us. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your challenges are. Mm -hmm. For some, it may be relationships and how we conduct ourselves in those relationships. We, we know that, that relationships are very powerful, mm-hmm. especially blood relationships. Yeah. They are very powerful. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can allow ourselves to be governed by that blood mm-hmm. instead of being governed by the blood that was shed to free us mm-hmm. from That's the worldly true. lust and free us from the sin mm-hmm. and, fl- and free us from sinful people. Mm-hmm. When we're walking in perfection and we know who we are, mm-hmm. When you simply walk by the commandments of God, you're already walking in perfection Mm -hmm. because his word is perfect. And when you're putting that word into action, Mm -hmm. then worldly lust can't have you. You understand? Mm -hmm. Those things cannot have power over you. Mm -hmm. They cannot have dominion over you. Mm -hmm. So anybody else who don't even acknowledge God, who don't even keep his commandments, come to you. You have power and authority over all unclean spirits. This is what Christ gave unto the disciples before they went out Mm -hmm. and preached to the world. Mm -hmm. He says, first, let me give you power over all unclean spirits. The power was the word of God. Let me impart impart my commandments unto you. Let me take you through these scriptures. Let me equip you. Let me empower you so that when you face this world, Mm -hmm. when you face the wicked in this world, Yes. You'll be prepared. You'll be thoroughly finished yes. and furnished, uh-huh. ready to overpower everything by your good works, which mm-hmm. is the commandments. Read verse four. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. So for whatsoever is born of God, when you renew your mind, when you present your body as a living sacrifice, when you make a decision that I will not be conformed to this world. Now you overcome the world. Mm-hmm. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, mm-hmm. even our faith. Even our faith. Who, who, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Christ is the Son of God. So go back to verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Yeshia Christ is the Christ. born of God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is the Christ is born of God. Mm-hmm. And every one that loveth mm-hmm. him That begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. That's good. We know that Christ held the keys to sin and death. Yes, yes. That he had power over sin and death. Nobody could take his life. He laid it down. Yes, hallelujah. So if nobody can take his life, nobody can take our life. Yes. The worldly lust cannot consume us. That's what it's talking about. Yes. The worldly lust cannot consume us. Mm-hmm. So when we keep his commandments and we understand his word, mm-hmm. we have the victory Amen. in every situation. Amen. When you are dedicating yourself to this word and you are actually living mm-hmm. this word, it says be a living sacrifice, yes. holy and acceptable. When we are living this word, yes. every knee must bow yes. and every tongue must confess Hallelujah. that the, the word of God is the truth. Yes. Therefore, Jesus is what? Lord. Lord. Over all things, yes. over sin and death. Yes. We have the victory through Christ. Yes. It says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, who is Christ, and, and the, the word of our testimony. testimony. Yes. This is how we overcome. All of us can look back on our lives and see mm-hmm. where we have overcome. Uh-huh. And then we use that as a testimony to encourage us. Yes. 
to continue in that faith. Yes. Hallelujah. That faith that overcomes the world yes. that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Verse five. Read it again. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Yeshua is the son of God. Amen. So him that believeth that Christ is the son of God. Mm -hmm. Let's go to second Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. Let's get a, a better understanding of, of these worldly lusts and, and how we are to deal with them. Because we know worldly lust and, and, and the flesh always wars against the spirit and the spirit likewise against the flesh. So as we are presenting our bodies as a, as a living sacrifice and keeping the commandments, 2 Corinthians 10 will give us some insight to that. Amen. Hallelujah. So before we read uh, 2 Corinthians 10, uh, there may be some of you um, who is wondering, who is Yeshia? Um, that's simply the Hebrew name uh, that Christ had. Uh, Jesus was not uh, his name when he walked the earth. Um, that was a Greek transliteration that was given uh, once the, uh, the Greeks came into power um, and they began to change some things concerning the word of God. Uh, but when he walked the earth, he was a Hebrew. He was an Israelite. And his name was Yeshia, which means savior. Um, so when I say uh, Yeshia, uh, I am speaking about who the Bible calls Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Uh -huh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So the weapons of our warfare, warfare have nothing to do with the flesh. So even when we encounter this world and the lust and the temptations that it brings, even when we encounter people who are living mm -hmm. by the world standards, mm -hmm. we have to understand that we can't deal with them mm -hmm. the way they deal with us. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. We have to deal with them in the spirit. Mm -hmm. We can't deal with them carnally. Yeah. That's where we make our first mistake. Uh -huh. And this is why we have to be careful to acknowledge God in all of our ways mm -hmm. and lean out to our own understanding because our flesh mm -hmm. automatically wants us to deal with things in the flesh. That's right. Right? right. But if we are to deny ungodliness, mm -hmm. this is how we're to walk. For the, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war of the, uh, after the flesh. Verse 4 read. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, uh -huh. but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. So mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds. Mighty through God. Mighty through the through the scripture. Mm -hmm. Mighty through his word. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So when somebody is coming to you in the flesh, mm -hmm. you're not to come at them the same way. Mm -hmm. This is why David said in Psalms one, I meditate on the law day and night mm -hmm. so that I will be planted. Like yes. a tree by rivers of water. Yes. A tree that's planted by rivers of water cannot be moved. Yes. It cannot be overcome. Yes. It cannot be dominated yes. by anything yes. because it's planted. It's firmly planted. Uh -huh. And this is how God is perfecting us. Mm -hmm. He's steadily day by day planting us in his word Amen. through all scripture that is profitable Amen. unto us, Amen. to all that will receive it in righteousness. Amen. Amen. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Bringing everything into captivity or every thought 
into the obedience of Christ. Read. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your mm -hmm. obedience is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Now that's powerful. Yes. So we have to be obedient to the word. Yes. It says present your body as a living sacrifice, uh -huh. holy and acceptable. Yes. Be not conformed to this, this world. world. So when you walk in that obedience alone, mm -hmm. you are in a position to revenge all disobedience mm -hmm. when your obedience is fulfilled. fulfilled. Yeah. So when we wonder why certain things are not working in our lives, we need to go back and we need to check our obedience. Yeah. We need to go back and we need to ask ourselves, as I'm presenting my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, as I'm renewing my mind, mm -hmm. where did I go off? Yeah. And we've all done it. Yeah. Nobody is exempt from that. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But it says that you can bring all things mm -hmm. that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Where do we find the knowledge of God? In, the word. In his word. Mm -hmm. This is why he said, keep my commandments. Yes. Because he prepares you, he equips you. Yes. To revenge all disobedience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when your obedience is fulfilled. So that means that we have to be examples. Yes. Yes. Right. So if the Bible says that we're to keep the Sabbath, then we have to be first keeping the Sabbath mm -hmm. before we can go to somebody else and tell them that they're not keeping the Sabbath. Right. Absolutely. We have to be willing to keep the commandments ourselves and be walking in it, be, being walking in obedience uh -huh. before we can talk about somebody else's right. disobedience. Right. Because clearly the scriptures tell us that we all have to stand before the yes. most high God. Mm -hmm. So this is why we have to be willing to be perfected by the word of God and not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Amen. Amen. Because as we stand before God, He's going to be able to show us areas that we could have done better on. Mm -hmm. He's going to be he's going to show us areas in which we walked in disobedience. Mm -hmm. But Psalms 118 says what? Nevertheless, his mercy, what? Endureth. Yes. But it endures to those who are willing to keep the commandments, yes. to those who are willing to be born again, uh -huh. to those who are, be, are willing to keep the commandments, yes. to those who are willing to follow God's word as Christ spoke it. Uh -huh. For he said in John 7, 38, that to them that believe on me, as the scripture have said, yes. out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. The living water is the kingdom. The living water is the word of God that yes. washes us and makes yes. us clean yes. and prepares us and thoroughly furnishes us mm -hmm. to the same good works that are in this word. Yes. Amen. 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 This is how we overcome the world. Uh -huh. This is how we overcome the temptation. This is how we overcome those who come against us yes. unrighteously and in the flesh. Yes. Yes. Is that God has already thoroughly furnished you mm. unto good works. That's so good. But as you realize that it is your responsibility to walk in obedience, now every single thing that comes against you, he's given you the power mm. to revenge all disobedience mm. by what? His word. Yes. Because he says that after you're not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have something to prove in this and in this in this evil, wicked world that we live in. Mm -hmm. He's counting on you to prove yes. his good, perfect and acceptable will. Yes. So if you're busy making excuses as to why you can't walk in righteousness, mm, right, right, why you can't obey the word of God, right. 
If you're busy making those excuses, how can you prove anything? Oh, yeah. And if you can't prove his original intent, then how are you going to hear well done? Mm -hmm. This is why the scripture says that there will be many mm -hmm. that will say, I've done all of these things in your name. But yet he will say, depart from me. Yeah. I never knew you. You workers of iniquity, yeah. you workers of lawlessness, yes. you were not working the commandments, yes. you were not being a living sacrifice, yes. you were not renewing your mind, yes. you had, you did not prove my good, perfect, mm. and acceptable will. Yeah. My intent from the beginning mm. was that you, mm. Mm -mm. in my likeness, mm. would produce mm. heaven on earth. Yes. Oh, that's good. So in order for us to be perfect, we have to get rid of the excuses. Yeah. Yeah. We have to uh, go unto God, our father, and say, you know what, father, that's my bad. Mm -hmm. I've fallen short of mm -hmm. your glory, mm -hmm. but your glory remaineth. Yeah. I've fallen short of the commandments, yes. but your commandments remain. Mm -hmm. For Christ says, think not that I've come to destroy the law. Yeah. I've not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Yeah. And then the scripture says that as Christ is, so are, so are mm. we in this world. Hallelujah. He has thoroughly furnished you and equipped you to do everything yes. that he's called you to do. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Therefore, we are without excuse. Mm. Yes. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yes, Glory. Hallelujah. Mm. And having a in a readiness to avenge all diso revenge all disobedience when your obedience yes, is fulfilled, yes. and having in and it says and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. We got to read that over yes. and over and over again. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. We have to get this word down on the inside of us. And we have to understand how to walk in righteousness and sober minded. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can do it is to believe on the scriptures as it is written. Mm -hmm. Because we find ourselves in the world where even in the churches, the Christ that is being preached to us doesn't line up with the Christ in the Bible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not one iota. Mm -hmm. Verse five says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Once your yes. obedience is fulfilled, we have to make sure that we read the commandments. We have to make sure that we ground ourselves mm -hmm. in the laws of God, mm -hmm. because right now there is another Christ being preached. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to hear well done, then we have to know the difference between the Christ of the Bible mm -hmm. and the Christ that is being preached to us in this pagan Christianity that is overtaking yes. the world as yes. we speak. Yes. Mm. Let's go back to Second Timothy chapter three.
we started off that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So why did Timothy, why did Timothy say this? Because there would be people that would not understand the commandment that they are to be a walking epistle, that they are to renew their minds, that they may prove God's good, perfect and acceptable will and not listen to those Mm -hmm. who are walking and fulfilling worldly lust. Mm -hmm. So he says that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Why would he say this? Let's go all the way back to verse one Mm -hmm. and get the context of this scripture. Mm -hmm. This know also. That in the last days perilous times shall come. Mm-hmm. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, uh-huh. covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, mm-hmm. traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And that last one has overcome the world. Mm -hmm. Lovers of pleasures more Mm -hmm. than lovers of God. Mm -hmm. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Having a form of godliness, Mm -hmm. going to church, Mm -hmm. paying tithes, Mm -hmm. giving offerings, Mm-hmm. Singing on a choir, mm-hmm. doing all of these things, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Mm-hmm. Denying the power is found in, in verse 16, mm-hmm. the scripture, yes. which is given by God. Uh-huh. All scripture is given mm. by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. For instruction in righteousness. So it is the word of God. That will actually help you to understand what covetousness is, what being a boaster is, what blasphemers are, what disobedience to parents really mean Uh without natural affection, Mm -hmm. truce breakers, Mm -hmm. false accusers. All of these things that we see Mm -hmm. in verses one through five Uh that God tells us to turn away from. Uh It is the scripture Uh that is profitable for doctrine that is going to help correct those things. That is going to help us not to be partakers Mm -hmm. in all of these things. Mm -hmm. God says, turn away from it. Mm -hmm. Paul said it in a different way in Romans. He says, be not conformed to this world Mm -hmm. because that's what this world is producing. Mm -hmm. Uh It is producing those who are lovers of pleasure Mm -hmm. more than lovers of God. Mm -hmm. Verse six, read. For of this sort are they which creep into houses. They creep into houses. And lead captive silly women uh-huh. laden with sins. Uh-huh. Led away with diverse lusts. Uh-huh. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So you got people going to theologian and seminary school, mm-hmm. going through all of these, di- to these different Christian colleges. Mm-hmm. And the most God, God here says that you're ever learning. Mm-hmm. And never able to come into the knowledge of the truth because you don't know that that is an ungodly establishment. Mm -hmm. The most high God did not set up these theologian Mm -hmm. and seminary schools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the gods and the rulers of darkness of this world set it up because the earth is in their hands for a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Timothy is saying here 
they're ever learning and never being able to come into the knowledge. Read. Mm -hmm. Now as Jonas and Jambres withstood Moses, mm -hmm. so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Mm -hmm. But they shall proceed no further. They shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men, uh -huh. as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch. Uh -huh. And I, and, I'm sorry. Iconium. At, at Iconium, at Lystra, with persecutions I endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So as the righteous, we know that the scriptures tell us that many are the afflictions uh -huh. of the righteous. Yes. But the Lord delivers us out of them all. This yes. was a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Verse 10, read. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ, Yeshua, shall suffer persecution. Uh-huh. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Continue in the things which thou hast learned. And has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou has known the Holy Scripture. So it's very important that we train up a child mm -hmm. in the way that they should go. Yeah. So when they're older, it will not depart. But go back to verse 14 and read that again. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, mm -hmm. knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Read. The, the, now, that, that's important right there. Mm -hmm. Because we can learn from many people. Right. But are we learning from the most high God? Yes. Even the men and women that we're learning from, are they of God? Yes. That's what we have to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because the key is at the end. It says, knowing of whom thou hast learned. Knowing of whom. We know that Satan appears as an angel of light. Yes. But he deceives. Uh-huh. So if we know the commandments, if we keep the commandments, if we're walking as a living sacrifice, then this is what helps us learn of those mm -hmm. who are for God or who are against him. Right. Verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, mm -hmm. which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. So the scriptures are able to make us wise unto salvation. Through faith, which is in Christ Jesus which is in Christ Yeshua or Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, wise unto salvation. What is salvation as we finish up? Mm -hmm. Luke 1. And this is why you'll understand that we cannot be conformed to this world, but that we have to renew our minds in all things. Mm -hmm. We have to renew our minds as it pertains to education. Mm -hmm. We have to renew our minds as it pertains to religion, mm -hmm. as to our purpose on the earth and why God put us on the earth. Luke 1, uh -huh. what is salvation? Luke, we find that in Luke 1 and 68. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, uh -huh. for he hath visited and redeemed his people. Read. And have raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. So this is the same Christ that Timothy and Paul were speaking about. Mm -hmm. Verse 70, read. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, 
Which have been since the world began. Which have been since the world began. Remember, all scripture mm-hmm. is given by inspiration of the Most High God. Read. That we should be saved from all our enemies. That we should be saved from this world. Read. And from the hand of all that hate us. Because the rulers of darkness of this world is who we're wrestling against. Hallelujah. Read. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. And to remember his holy covenant. So let's get that holy covenant found in Jeremiah 31. This is what helps us equip equip ourselves and allow God to thoroughly furnish us unto all good works. Let's understand this covenant. Jeremiah 31, verse 31, as we close. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel Uh and with the house of Judah. So with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, modern day, that will be the children of the slave trade that come out of your uh, so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. They are the true Israelites that God made this covenant with. Verse 32, read. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. To bring them out of the house of bondage, read. Which my covenant they break, uh-huh. although I was a husband unto them, okay. saith the Lord. Read, but what is this covenant going to do? But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. Uh-huh. After those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts. I will put my law in their inward parts. And write it in their hearts. This is a signification of relationship. Read. And will be their God, and they shall be my people. So as we worship him with spirit and in spirit and in truth, we have to make sure that we are worshiping him according to his law, mm-hmm. but by his spirit at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Because it is by his spirit that we overcome the world. Amen. 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 And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, uh-huh. for they shall all know me. For they shall all know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. And I will remember their sin no more. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So uh, as we close out, um, this pathway to progress and and uh, this pathway to progress is is really only going to come by us renewing our minds. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on in this world that dis- that distracts us mm-hmm. and that keeps us from following the laws of God. But when we understand that we can be planted, mm-hmm. that we actually can renew our minds, make the adjustments that we need to make through his word so that we can actually be living sacrifices and walking epistles for our God. This is what is going to help us walk in perfection and then be a light unto the world in a world that is so dark right now. I mean, even in my daily life, as I just go to school and I teach these children and I see what's going on in their life. Sometimes if you actually just walk in the flesh or you look at it from a fleshly perspective, it looks very discouraging. It looks very depressing because it's like, who is raising up these children? Is there anybody that wants God? 
Is there anybody that even has an understanding of who he really is? Because now everybody is making up their own God. They're making up their own religion and they're living according to their own lust. And then within that, they create a God. And so when I see these children, it's like breaking my heart because it's like, I wish in this establishment right here, I could actually just preach the word of God. You know, but the thing about it is, if I'm keeping the laws, if I'm following God's word, if I'm presenting my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, if I'm not conforming to this world, Mm -hmm. then there's something on the inside of them that is going to see the light. Mm -hmm. There's something spiritually that they're going to see and that's going to connect to them Mm -hmm. so that at some point they're going to remember that I was a walking epistle, that I was a light, and they're going to attach themselves to that light, and that's what God is going to use to open up themselves to those who are really suffering and victims of this world, Mm -hmm. suffering victims of this world. So remember, everywhere that you go, you are a light unto the world, Mm -hmm. that you have a responsibility to prove God's good, perfect, and acceptable will. But the greatest way that we can do it is to remember that all scripture is profitable for reproof, for correction, all right, and making us perfect so that those that see us may glorify who? Our Father who is in heaven and give Christ all the glory, honor, and praise. Amen? Hallelujah. Before we close out, I just want to... Uh, speak to those who are under the sound of my voice. If you have any questions, if you have any prayer requests, you can always go to Restoration Center Charlotte at gmail.com and send those in. Uh, we see uh, our emails every single day. Uh, feel free to send those in. We are warring on your behalf. Uh, we are prayer warriors. We are looking uh, to see the kingdom of heaven come. And we are, we're looking to see the kingdom of heaven come alive in your life once you renew your mind. Uh, so in every in everything that you do, remember, make the most high God the most high in your life. Amen. Amen. Shalom. What's up, gentlemen? Good morning. Good morning. This is Pastor Kenny from Restoration Center, Charlotte. Uh, just wanted to send a, uh, a shout out to you guys today. Um, I know you're working hard. I know uh, life is moving fast and you got your families, friends, loved ones, um, Christmas holidays and all these different things coming up. So um, this is a time in which uh, people go into another mode of busy um, as if you're not already busy as it is. Um, but what I wanted to do was just to uh, give you guys a word uh, from the Most High God today. Um, feel free at any point in time. Um, to text me if you do not want to receive um, certain encouraging words or messages from Restoration Center Charlotte. Um, This is definitely um, a a body of believers and and a a church that uh, doesn't want to force anything on anybody. Um, Our goal is to uh, just speak truth, um, to awaken our people in these last days and times. Um, to all of the deceptions and all of the things that have far too long been ignored um, in our communities, in our churches, in our families, um, and and just in general, wanting to really uh, reach out to the men. Let me tell you something, a man that uh, has no relationship with God or a man that has a, a little bit of a relationship with God or even a man that just can't hear God, 
um, is in a dangerous position, especially um, in our black, brown, and Native American communities. Um, you are a target, and the world powers know that if they can separate you from a relationship, a true relationship with the Most High God, I'm not talking about a religious relationship um, that we've been taught by men. I'm not talking about, you know, tithing and, you know, going to church on Sundays and, you know, going through all of the ritualistic things that, um, that have been taught uh, throughout the many generations as righteousness. I'm talking about being a believer of God, being in a relationship with God, knowing him as your creator, understanding that you can't do anything without him, knowing that every breath you take, um, you should be thankful to your creator for giving you that one breath. Um, just recently, a very um, powerful man, a very uh, real man of God just passed away um, in, in the community. And um, his name is Stephen Darby, um, Destin Ministries. Please look him up and take a look at uh, some of his YouTube videos and different things like that. Um, he was a big inspiration, um, not only to his church members, but um, to the people in his community. Um, he was getting ready to start or um, launch a 45-acre facility that would take in um, the disenfranchised and those black and brown and Native American people who um, are just underprivileged and need to be uh, raised up in the knowledge of God and be able to recover and become soldiers for the Most High. Um, he passed away su suddenly this past weekend. Um, so big shout out to Stephen Darby, Pastor Stephen Darby and his family at Destin Ministries. Um, but my, my point is that you're a target and whether you realize it or not, um, Satan is after you in every way, shape and form. Um, he's looking to destroy you. He's looking to destroy your family. He's looking to destroy your children. And if he can use your job, if he can use your business, if he can use your family, if he can use religion, if he can use the need for money, if he can use Christmas, if he can use all of these different things to deceive you and to get you distracted from what God is really doing and, and, and having you be a part of what God is really doing in these days and times, then uh, you lose, period. Um, as men, um, sometimes I, I think, you know, just a, a real straight up word um, from God is, is, is what you need. Um, because there are enough pastors, preachers, teachers, there are enough people out here right now who are telling you what you want to hear. They're soothing your ears with smooth words in the pulpit. You know, they're telling you that if you sow your money into their ministry, that it's good ground and God is going to double your money and all of that nonsense. I'm telling you, that's madness. Um, been there, done that. Um, as a pastor, um, when the most I called me to do his will, um, I had to put it on pause for a second because I was like, you know, I'm in real relationship with you, God. So um, I have questions. I, I'm reading. I, I've picked up books and I've read and, and I have problems with the doctrines and with church as it is. And in order for me to move forward in ministry and in order for me to move forward and do what you've called me to do, um, I need you to answer some questions for me because I believe I've been lied to. I believe that I've grown up in churches in my community, especially the black and brown community, that that pastors either willingly or unknowingly have lied about so many different things. And so the most high for three years took me on a journey. And on this journey, um, I found out that modern day Christianity as we know it today is a lie. And because I have a true relationship with God, once I found out that truth was truth, 
and he showed it to me. Um, I repented and I made a change. All right. See, that's that's what you have to do from this point on. If you want to grow in God, if you want to receive the kingdom of heaven, if you want to have everlasting life with Christ and not take a chance of having everlasting uh, damnation away from Christ, you have to make a decision on whether you're going to change. All right. Repent means to change. It means to turn from it. Don't mean to, you know, make excuses of why you're still in a church that, you know, you're not supposed to be in. Doesn't make it. It doesn't, you know, trying to satisfy your wife, you know, because that's where she's comfortable. You are the man of the house. God is looking at you. When when Eve was beguiled and she brought that madness back to Adam. He got soft. And he knew what was right. He knew what was righteous. He knew that what the information that she was bringing back to him. Um, was sin. It was a transgression of God's laws, but he allowed um, his love for her or his feelings for her to to uh, cause him to make decisions and do things that he knows is not right. If your wife is, wants to be comfortable in, in, a, in a church that's that's preaching sin and preaching a false doctrine, um, then it's up to you to make that change. It's up to you to make the decision, because when judgment comes, the most high going to be looking at you. And for far too long as men, we've taken a back seat um, to many different things in many different ways as it pertains to our family, as it pertains to our <clears throat> places of business, as it pertains to everything. We've taken a subservient role. We've taken a slave role. You understand? And I don't know about you, but I was tired of being a slave a long time ago. I was tired of being a slave a long time ago. So, so the challenge to you today is, you know, are you going to continue to try to make it in a society or a world that the Most High is getting ready to judge and destroy? Or are you going to hear God? Are you going to make a decision to repent, to get out of these crazy pagan churches? Are you going to make a decision all right, to to take control of your household and do what God has called you to do? It doesn't mean rule over your women with an iron fist. It just simply means that you need to get right with the most high and that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord according to his laws, his statutes and his commandments. Stop believing that the Old Testament is done away with. Stop believing that you can't keep God's laws. All right, because there are men of God in the New Testament that did it just fine other than Christ. But see, when we pick up the book, when, when we pick up the book and we read, when we seek you out of the scriptures and we actually read for ourselves, we'll find out that 90 percent of what these pastors are preaching today is a lie. And I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I'm not saying that, you know, my church is the church and all that kind of stuff like that. All I'm saying is that I know you've been lied to. All I'm saying is that I know I've been lied to. And if you want to remain in the lies because it's comfortable, if you want to remain you know, being subservient and being a slave because it's comfortable, then so be it. But please understand, you're going to be judged for it. All right. You're going to be judged for it. So I know this may be a little harsh or, you know, this may offend some of you, but I love you as my brothers. I love you. And I want to see you progress. I want to see you make it. I want to see the captive set free. Too long we've been slaves. I mean, in, in every country, in every every part of life, our people have been slaves. And America is no different. Only thing they've done is they've made you comfortable with reality TV. They've made you comfortable with sports. They've made you comfortable by allowing you to have a job. They've made you comfortable by giving you business loans, so on and so forth. But at the same time, they're destroying your communities. They're destroying your homes. They're destroying the families. 
They're destroying your self-will. They're destroying you psychologically, keeping you docile, keeping you subservient, using modern day Christianity to keep you quiet. But when are the real men of God going to stand up? When are the real soldiers going to stand up? When are the real disciples going to stand up? See, we live in a, in a world right now. We live in, the, in, in this world right now where um, there's very little knowledge or truth concerning who God really is. There's really uh, a lack of knowledge concerning who Christ really is. See, the whole Bible, the whole people, the whole nation of Israel have been hijacked. If you do the research and you and you pray and, and you and you hear God's voice, then you'll know that the true children of God, the, the true chosen people or the true Jews are your black, Hispanic and Native Americans. And the powers that be have always wanted to keep you in blindness to, to that. Because they know that if you really find out who you are, then you'll begin to embrace your heritage, that you'll begin to that you'll begin to embrace God's laws, statutes and commandments according to the scriptures as it is written. Because Christ made it clear that the law is not done away with, number one. Then he made it clear to anybody that believes on him as the scripture says, then out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. But see, Christianity, church, education has taught you otherwise. But if you never pick up, pick up the book and read, if you never pray, if you never fast, if you never act on those things that you know on the inside are truth. See, God has already spoken to a lot of you. And that's the grace of God. He's spoken to you and told you that you need to move. He's spoken to you and told you that you need to repent, that you need to make changes, that you need to get your house in order. But you keep making excuses. I'm busy. I'm tired. I'm working. I got this going on. I got that going on. But the bottom line is tomorrow is not promised to you. So when you stand before the most high, please understand the scriptures tell us that we're not even going to be able to speak. You're not going to be able to give any more excuses. And the Most High is going to show you all of the grace. He's going to show you all of the time. He's going to show you that grace period that he gave you to get it right. And he's going to show you where you were lazy, where you made excuses, where you just totally denied and rejected him. He's going to show you where people like Pastor Kenny have been on YouTube, have been on Periscope, have even been sending you sending you messages like this telling you get it right, telling you that what we've been taught is a lie, telling you that God is holding you accountable, telling you that Christ is coming, telling you that the truth will make you free. But the truth hurts. And that's why a lot of people don't want to hear the truth because it makes them uncomfortable and it makes them and it, and it hurts. But if that be the case, if it hurts and it makes me free, then I'll heal. But the promise is I'll get the kingdom. But what if I don't? What if I make excuses? What if I stay comfortable in my sin? So you can go to church and you can pay your tithes and you can do all of the things that the church tell you to do. And you can still be operating in sin. Because the truth is the church is not operating the construct of church. The day you worship, the holidays you celebrate, everything is pagan. So the church itself is settled and founded in sin as of today. Why? Hosea 4 and 6. Now I'm going to give you some scripture. 
Let's go to chapter uh, uh, four of Hosea. I'm going to start at verse one. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye children of Israel. When God is saying children of Israel, today he's talking to the black, brown, and Native American, the Hispanic community. All of those who were say, slaves scattered throughout the four corners of the earth and made to, made to serve their enemies in lands that they were foreign to. He's talking to you. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Talking about those that came in to the land and enslaved you and did what they wanted to do with you. Because there is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. See, this is all that has happened throughout uh, world history and especially American history where we are today. All right. Our people were lied to. They were killed. They were stolen from. They were made to uh, to serve other gods, which is spiritual adultery. Blood touches blood, killing our brothers, killing, killing one another in our own communities. Verse three, therefore, shall the land mourn and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven. Yea, the fish of the sea also shall be taken away. There's a famine in the land. All of these people hungry. All of these people don't have food, even the food being poisoned. The powers that be poisoning food so that even when you eat the food, it causes you to have cancer and diabetes and high blood pressure. Autism, all of these things come from the inhabitants that don't know God, that actually thumb their nose at God. The same ones that have enslaved our fathers in the Americas. And now we just working our jobs and, you know, trying to own our businesses and trying to be sports players, trying to do everything to make it in this evil world. But the most high saying, while you're doing all of that, you really don't even know me because there's no knowledge. You have no knowledge of me. This is what happened to people who don't have knowledge. Verse six, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou has rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee and thou shall be no priest unto me. And that's what I was talking about earlier when I said God has spoken to you and told you what you're supposed to do. He's put something on the inside of you. He's he's witness to your spirit. He's bore witness with your spirit. And you know that you need to make a change. You know that you need you need to repent. You know that you need to get your house in order. But you continue to reject the word that he's given you. So therefore, he's saying that he will reject you. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. And that's what's going on today in our communities. Our children have been forgotten by the most high God himself. That's why there's so much drug addiction. There's why there's so much sex trafficking. That's why there's so many people just walking around high out their mind off weed and off mollies. That's why reality TV and the rap game and all of these different things have taken over the minds of our children. Because we as parents and our parents' parents have forsaken God's laws. And if you read all throughout the Bible, those very same people who are, who are our bloodline forefathers continue to forsake God at one time or another. One minute they will be following his law, statutes, commandments. Then the next minute they will go ahead and go the way of the other nations and start in idolatry and start worshiping other gods and taking on all of their customs like we have been taught to take on in America. Wake up, my brothers, wake up, because there's been another Christ preached. 
This is why they changed his image. This is why now when you look at the poster boards of Christ, you see a man that doesn't look like you, even though the scripture says that he had hair like wool, that his arms and his feet were as fine brass as if they were burned in the fire. He was a black man. So why would they change the image so that they can change the doctrine so that they can change the ideologies and the beliefs? And then once they have you enslaved, they can teach you of another Christ. Let's get proof on that. Let everything be proven with scripture. This is Paul speaking, and he's just as upset as I am right now. Because our brothers have gone soft. Second Corinthians chapter chapter 11. I'm going to start at verse one. Would would to God ye come bear with me? A little in my folly and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Paul is saying that he is jealous over God's people because he sees what's happening to them. There's nothing new under the sun. The same thing that was going that's going on today was going on then. This is what Paul says in verse two. For have for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So to be a chaste virgin to Christ means to repent, to change to begin to follow God's ways, his law, statutes, and commandments, to present yourself clean before Christ. Verse three, but I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, that means feeding you with everything that is comfortable, with sports, with reality TV, with women, with jobs, with businesses, with the American dream. I'll read that again. As the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. See, this gospel is simple. The kingdom belongs to the black, brown, and Hispanic community who are the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Read Matthew 10. Read the book of Revelations, chapter 7, chapter 11, chapter 12, chapter 21. Read it. The, the, the gospel is very simple. The kingdom belongs to you and the other powers and the other nations know it. So they beguile you. They lie to you. They kill you. They steal from you. They put you in slavery. They renew your mind to the things that help keep them in power. And then they use the writings of Paul in the New Testament to confuse you, to make you think God is talking to everybody. But the gospel is simple. Christ said in Matthew 10, go not to the other nations but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and preach to them that the kingdom is at hand. See, you've been allowing nations for, and, and other races and other people to steal your history, to steal your religion and preach to you another God, preach to you another Christ. And you've just accepted it because it's comfortable. But Paul is saying the gospel is simple. Verse four, this is where I'm getting to. For if he that cometh Talking about your enemies, talking about those that have enslaved you and enslaved your forefathers through all of these generations. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached. Or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Paul is saying, if you're going to take that madness, if you're going to be comfortable in it, if you're going to believe on another Jesus, if you're going to believe on another spirit, if you're going to believe on another gospel, you might as well bear with them. 
because judgment is coming to you. When it comes to them, it's coming to you. And this is why you need to know who you are. This is why you need to get your house in order. This is why you need to just move on what you know God has told you to do and stop making excuses. Because when judgment comes, everybody that's following the customs of the heathen, everybody that's still in these churches, allowing themselves to be lied to, everybody that is on the side of those whom God is going to come and destroy, you're going to be destroyed right along with them. And judgment is already taking place. If you're waiting for an antichrist, if you're waiting for one man to come as an antichrist and you're waiting on the rapture, then you will be destroyed. Because it's all a lie. Peter told us that it will be many antichrists. Symboling that there will be a government or a world power in place. That would take over for a time. And they will deliver God's children up to be killed. Specifically, the blacks the Native Americans and the Hispanics. So I submit to you today as my brothers that I love you. But you got to wake up, man. Y'all got to stop faking, man. Y'all need to go head on and assemble with brothers that's real soldiers that's really about God's business. If you pray, if you say you know who God is, if you say you love God, if you say you are a Christian, even if you searching but you still believe in God but you just not sure. If you say these things, then I challenge you to step up, I challenge you to stand with me, whether it be through social media, you understand, whether it be through just supporting us financially, what we're doing in the, for what we're doing for our people in the communities, whether it's coming and volunteering with us when we do outreach, whether it's moving to the city of Charlotte and joining this ministry and helping Pastor Kenny soldier this thing out, because I'm a disciple, there's no going back. I don't care that much about a job. I don't care that much about a business. I don't care that much about the things of this world that I'm willing to forsake my soul. I want to hear well done. And I know this may come off hardcore today, but you could take it. Verse six, this is what Paul is saying. But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. God always sends a messenger. He always brings you knowledge. He always gives you a chance. He said that his grace is sufficient. Paul said, even though I be rude in speech. So today it may sound like Pastor Kenny is rude in speech today. But black people and Native Americans and Hispanics, man, we some of the most stiff necked, some of the most hard headed people in the world, man. We'll make excuses for why we want to stay in our sin. See, when you actually read the scriptures, you'll see that the apostles, as well as the prophets, they were hated amongst most men. It was a lonely lifestyle. Because their own brothers, their own friends forsook them. They didn't want to hear them. Pastor Kenny, you always talking about we the Israelites. Pastor Kenny, you always talking about keeping God's law, statutes, commandments. You always talking about being faithful to your wife. You always talking about taking control of your household and serving God. You always talking about this. You always talking about that. You always talking about those things that hold me accountable, that hold me responsible, that challenge me. I can't take all that, man. That's a little bit too much for me. I know. But I, I guarantee you, my only mission is to hear well done. And I'm not looking to be liked, even though I love y'all and I know y'all love me, man. I know y'all hear me. I've made mistakes. This is what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians 11. He said, bear with me in my folly. 
I know I've made mistakes. I know I've fallen short of God's glory. I know that I've 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 done things and had to repent. I know that, you know, even some of you um, may say, you know what, you know, man, Kenny, I remember five, six, seven, ten years ago when you said this or when you did that. And, and, and that bothered me. But call a brother back and tell him so I can apologize. Because like Paul, I'm just saying, bear with me in my folly as I will bear with you in yours. I'm not judging you. I'm not criticizing you. I'm not saying anything. I'm just only giving you the word of God. God always sends his prophets. He always send those who will be willing to speak the oracles of God and not speak their own language, not give their own interpretation of the scripture, not be willing to beguile you and lie to you to, in order to try to make friends. None of that matters in the end. So I submit to you today as my brothers, man, stop playing, man. Stop faking. Wake up. Wake up. Really assess what God has for you. Really assess where God is in your life. Pick up books. Read. Understand what truth is. Come out of these pagan churches, man. Because the Most High is destroying those churches. He's destroying the, the progenitors and the perpetuators of those churches. And if you in them, you're going to be destroyed along with them. It's time to wake up, man. All right? So if you have any questions, feel free to give me a call at 202-531-2056. Send me a text. Send me an email at restorationcentercharlotte at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us and what we're doing, go on restorationcentercharlotte.org. Take a look at what it is that we do. And in any way, shape, or form that you can support us, we'll take it. Whether it be monetarily, whether it be volunteer, whether it be sending us items, whether it be moving here and, and, and joining the ministry and helping us do the work, whatever the case may be. If none of that is for you and you don't want to receive messages, then either call me or send me an email or send me a text and ask to be taken off the list. Nevertheless, I love you. I, I, I bid you Godspeed. You know, I wish you the best and your families and um, on everything that you do. Please make the most high the most high in your life and you'll see everything clearly. You'll see everything clearly. The veil will be removed. I thank God that he's done it for me and my prayer and my hope is that he do it for you as well. So with that being said, man, y'all have a wonderful day. Um, get some rest, meditate, pray, fast, whatever it is you need to do. And um, I hope to speak to you soon. I hope to see you soon. Uh, most of the time, <laughs> I got a lot of women showing up, um, but I need more men. I need soldiers. I need people that's going to stand with me in this day and time and declare the word of the Lord and do the work. So if you want to be a part of that, man, hit me up. All right, and let's do this thing together. Uh, with that being said, man, I love y'all. Have a wonderful day. And uh, shalom. <laughs>